0: FM Talk Podcast
2: I should have saved this song for tomorrow because I always kind of like to joke that this is the uh, theme song for our friend Jane Duker because it's called Talk Too Much
0: Caffeine, small talk Right ah, I tease
2: because I love. Of course you do. I tease because I love. And Jane will be here tomorrow. we got a roundtable as we take you into the holiday weekend. The show is off on Monday. Sue, will you be here Monday? I will not, sir. Fred, will you be here Monday? Uh, no, I won't. Abby won't be here. I will not be here either. I think Joe Beamer is filling in. That's the night of the Iowa caucuses, but we will be back for a complete wrap-up on Tuesday afternoon. Sue's news coming up here in just a couple of minutes. I want to address just two quick things before we get to that. I had a, uh, a very... Well, it was, it was an email that was asking a legitimate question yesterday from um, an audience member, and I replied to him, and I just want to explain to uh, everyone else just in case they felt the same thing. This was the time 24 hours ago Chris Christie was pulling out of the race, and we went right around this time. I'm like, oh, Chris Christie's up there on the TV. Let's hear what he's saying. And then I pulled back on it very quickly because he seemed to be going into the same territory that he's covered anti-Trump, and I didn't think there was anything new. And we were kind of looking for right. you know, him making the announcement. So, um, John, and I, I do appreciate John. John writing, and I, I gave him a good answer here, I think. Been listening to you for a number of years in St. Louis. I've always enjoyed the show and a majority of your perspectives. Well, I'm no fan of Chris Christie. I must say it was absolutely pathetic how quickly you cut off his campaign announcement this afternoon just because he was going to speak negatively about Trump. It would have been nice to have heard his perspective and reasoning as to why he was dropping out. Unfortunately, today the show came up uh, or across as one that is scared of Daddy Trump. I'm not running away yet, but please remember there are many Republicans that enjoy all perspectives, not just those of Trump. And and I think that. That's absolutely fair. And I I believe that that's true, too, that, you know, people want to hear more than just Trump. But I answered in a way that said, look, I I get it. We're we're able. Sometimes we have to make calls. Actually, I was trying to see this. I was going to open up my um, the hell is going on here. I can't even open up the response that I gave to the guy. I can't see why that's... There it is. I just had to press on the button there. I said, John, I appreciate the email. I'm sure you know that I'm no fan of Donald Trump and certainly his personality, but I have to make calls on the fly. I was looking for Christie to announce that he was withdrawing. All I heard was much of the same that I've heard for months. There didn't seem to be a win for the show and keeping that on. And I said, you know, my judgment was that the majority of the audience did not want to hear that. Was I wrong? Well, maybe I was. I said, there's a part of me that hopes I am wrong. But it was a decision I had to make on the fly and trust my ear. I'm sorry, disappointed, but I appreciate the uh, feedback. And I said, that's my honest response. I mean, that's just the way it went yeah. down.
0: Plus, I think the official announcement from Christie. Came at about the seventeen-minute mark.
3: Oh goodness!
2: Right, so we would yeah. have stuck with that for six or seven minutes, if not more, and out maybe ten minutes because we hit the air right at four oh seven or so. Anyway, that was the reason, and and I wasn't trying to, you know, do anything more than that. We're just making calls on the fly, and we had to move along. Now, just briefly here, because we can talk about this a little bit more tomorrow. Uh, I know that not everyone watches Fargo Fargo season five right now I've been watching it the entire season Juno Temple who is in Ted lasso plays this character that's kind of on the run from her ex-husband John Hamm, is Ooh. in this he and plays he's this, bad right oh yeah he's like oh. he plays this um rancher preacher Ooh. and he's a bit of a right-wing militia caricature okay so let me get that oh, out of the way and I've made stinks. it very clear that sometimes I have to separate my politics and my <laughs> entertainment um Jennifer Jason Lee plays. Juno Temple's character's mother-in-law, and Joe Keery. You know Joe Keery from Stranger Things. Oh, he plays oh. Steve.
3: Oh, I love he, Steve. He plays
2: this son of um, of John Ham. Anyway, oh,
3: that's the awesome. season
2: has been really good. It's been building. I would say, and I said this on Twitter last night's episode. It actually was Tuesday night. I watched it on Hulu. Was one of the best. Pieces of American television that I've ever seen in my life, and I would put it up there with The Sopranos, with Mad Men, with Breaking Bad, with Better Call Saul, any of the episodes. The penultimate episode, the second to last, so the finale is next week. There's no way they beat this. From the opening sequence, which glides across frozen ice into a fish fish shanty, where there's some amazing torture of Joel Keery's character going on, to the final Sequence of the show. It was incredible. The wow. music, you know, one of the things that they do really well is they play great music. I'm up there with Soundhound all the time, and I should have known this one because he's one of my favorites. See if you can name him.
1: Wonderer, oh, yeah. far away from love, oh,
2: that's Sam Cooke. I had Jesus paid the debt. So they, they pick a lot of different, really interesting songs. They closed last night with, uh, I'm not going to spoil anything for people who haven't watched it yet, but the Almond Brothers and this song. And uh, it's just one of those Last night was one of those episodes where everything, the cinematography, the oh. tension, the acting, the uh, the music, it all came together. And when I get totally, this is why I reviewed movies for 30 plus years, when I get totally absorbed into a piece of entertainment like I was on my couch last night, it's an incredible experience. That's it really is. That's awesome, Mark. So I, I just thought it was outstanding. And I checked with a bunch of people that I respect today just thinking, hey, am I kind of out there on the fringe? And everyone that I've talked to who's seen that episode has agreed wow. how spectacular it was. You wow. Wow.
0: I haven't seen any of the new Fargos but it was fun when my sons were in town over Christmas yeah. our Christmas Eve movie we made them watch the original Fargo movie because oh, the they had never seen it oh wow well and and that
2: just blew them away yeah, and it's important to, to mention in connection with the TV show there's five seasons yes I did not watch the season with Chris Rock. which I was tried, season four. It was weird. Tried on
3: the first one and then said I can't. Okay,
2: the first three seasons, and you don't even have to watch they were them in order. Excellent. Really good. You don't have to watch this no. one in order. You no. can jump into season five having not watched anything oh, else. Oh, seriously? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Now I will warn you that it's very violent. You know, there, there's and there's a domestic violence theme that is brutal, but executed exceptionally well. So I would highly recommend. Fargo season five. Check it out. We'll talk a little bit more with Paul Hall tomorrow. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still playing. I think um, a little almond brothers there. That's Let's up. do this.
0: These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no.
1: And now Sue's News sponsored by Mr. Appliance. Speedy expert service. Mr. com.
2: Can I say one more thing? Oh, yeah. I, I I haven't seen a movie as good as that episode last Jeez. night of Fargo in a wow. long time. Who,
3: who did it? Who directed it? Who's this? Can you think of it? I don't
2: remember it? who directed it. But, you know, I, what I was going to mention also is that they keep it very true to the original yeah. movie. The Coen brothers produced the show. And it opens in a very similar way every year, uh, you know, talking uh-huh. about this is a true story. It really isn't yes. a true story. But it's part of right. the whole Fargo deal. So they keep it very True to the original tone oh, cool. of Fargo. Anyway, there, the there's way, my Fargo rant. Uh,
3: I like your hat. Oh, yeah. that was a Christmas present from Santa. It looks very Santa. nice.
2: It's a SC
3: City hat. Yeah, it looks, yeah like it's it. a nice one. Uh, good news. It's National Milk Day. Yes. <laughs> Fred, this Fred, is for you. That's great. Uh, I thought we'd check in with Fred because for a while, you know, before he went on the Alaskan cruise, he was uh, not drinking calories. Did you go back to the milk now, Fred? Are you I back have on the it? occasional
0: milk, but maybe
2: one or two glasses a week. Oh, wow. you yeah. backed yeah. off now? Yeah. Did we guilt you into that? Because the original figure was well, two gallons a week. Well, and yeah. then I did uh, Sue's diet yeah. and I stopped at cold yeah. and lost 25 pounds (laughs) but they have skim
3: milk you know you don't have drink calories you got one you don't need to drink calories people it's just part of my thought that's why it's a sioux diet but it works it works uh but it is national milk day and uh oh we've got some history on this day in history 116 years ago in 1908 President Theodore Roosevelt declared that the Grand Canyon is a national monument to preserve its natural beauty. Grand Canyon, you been there, Fred? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, love it, yeah, Abby? love it.
1: It's on my bucket list. I really want to go see it. It's
3: cool. Have you seen it, Mark? Shamefully no. What?
2: Shamefully, like I said, it's on my list. Yeah, you got the boys went with um, their mom, my ex-wife, and you know was one of those family trips I wanted to take, but I got to take Alexa for sure.
3: Yeah, you do. All right. Now we talked about this earlier. Was it last week? I don't know. It all blurs together. But we were talking about albums that turned 40 this year. And I we talked about 1984 Van Halen, we played Jump and uh, Panama, but you can't believe the number of albums that turned 40 this year. So I thought we'd highlight uh, some of them. First of all, here's another one, The Pretenders. <laughs> Do you have the names of all the yeah. rec- the actual albums? The album is Learning to Crawl, oh, and this go. song is Chain Gang. Back on
2: the Chain Gang. Uh, Abby, this should be a bump if we don't have it yet, so I'm going <laughs> to take some notes over there because I'm going to add some. Abby told me yesterday that we had 400 pieces of bumper music in 2022. <laughs> oh my- no, 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 listen. No, no. We-, we had 400. 400- you tell them.
1: Yeah, so we added 400 pieces for a grand total
3: of 800. Whoa,
2: Mark. Yeah, just yeah. in one year, so we're going
1: to expand
3: Dang. the list even more. Uh, uh, so this one turned 40. This is another one that turns 40. This is a classic band. And the album is uh, Heartbeat City. It's the cars, you might think. 40 years old, people.
2: They uh, were one of my favorite early, early bands, late 70s, you early know, 80s. You know,
3: Drive is also on this album. And there's so many good ones on here.
2: Enrico Kasich died, what, I think it was
3: hmm, Couple three years, three ago? years yeah. ago. Yeah. You might think I'm crazy. Also turning 40 this year is the album uh, from REM, Reckoning. And I love this. I have this on my Spotify. It's Rockville. Don't go back to Rockville. Looking at you, watch a time waiting.
2: One of the bands, I, I never buzz. saw them live in concert, and I'm a little surprised they have stuck to their guns and not gone out and done, like, a reunion tour. I go down to Todos Santos, Mexico yeah, for vacation a quite point. a bit. One of the guys from R.E.M. hangs out down in that area, I'm told. So
3: What, what does he say? Oh, you haven't talked to him. He just hangs no, there, out. No, there's a
2: couple of... Uh, John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin lives in that area as well, and they do a little music festival every year in Todos Santos, oh. and I, I don't know if those guys take part, but I've heard that every once in a while people see them.
3: And uh, next on the Turning 40, this album is turning 40 this year. Private Dancer with Tina Turner, who unfortunately passed away. This, Huge of record. course, What's Love Got to Do With it? it. So many hits on there, I just had to pick one.
0: You must understand the touch of yeah. your hand makes my pulse react
3: great record I'm telling you if you haven't seen her it's one
2: of the best shows I've ever seen
3: yeah on you can watch her uh, recorded uh, like a show on I can't remember if it's Amazon or what it's completely worth it she's fantastic she's amazing all right. And then, of course, uh, uh, Springsteen had an album come out in 1984. Well, yeah, Born in the USA came out, which was the biggest album,
2: certainly, of his career. The funny thing about that is, like, this is my least favorite song probably from that record. mainly because I've heard it so many times and people cover it, Dancing yeah, in the but Dark. Born but this in the was,
3: USA. This was
2: the first single from that yeah. that came out in the spring. Look, I was I remember it very well. I was a freshman at Mizzou. I had my turntable in my dorm room, Hillcrest Hall, which was on the Stevens College campus. And the, uh, the single came out around about, I think, April. And then the album came out in June of that year.
3: Yeah, I get it. And we talked about uh, uh, this one yesterday, also turning 40 this year, is Prince, Purple Rain album. This, of course, I would die for you. you got to do the whole thing. St- you got to do this thing. <laughs> hand deal, Fred.
2: We, we added a bunch practiced. of Prince
3: last year, right, Abby? We did, That, yeah. was, that mm-hmm. was one of the
2: um, aberrations. I couldn't believe I didn't have any, but we've added Prince, including this one.
1: Yep. I something that you
2: How about this one, too? I just saw them at Sphere.
3: Yep, U2, Unforgettable Fire is turning 40. Good grief, Fred shakes his wow. head, I'm telling you, yeah. I'm with you. This is Pride in the Name of Love.
2: A good bump, too. I don't know if we have this one, Abby. Make a note on that one, we too. Have. We do have some U2, I don't know if we have that one.
3: Now, this next one uh, is Foreigner, and the album is Agent Provocateur. And the biggest hit off of that one was this one. I wanna know what love is. Forty years old this year. Abby, do not put this as a bump. <laughs> you gotta take a little time.
2: I like Foreigner. We have some Lou Graham, maybe even oh, coming up this week. We got the Rockin' Foreigner, though, like maybe some exactly, of the stuff from yeah. Foreigner four. Exactly. But let's face it, they made a lot of money off this record. They here. surely yeah. did.
3: And the this one turns forty as well. I, 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 I'm so tired of this song that I can barely write it down. To there's have her so play much it. better
2: ario, right? But again, uh, they're they're all looking at each other back in the early yeah. 80s saying, "Wait a second, the guitar rock's not quite making everyone as much money. Let's do something ballad right. and make a ton of money." Michael Bolton figured that out real quick too, so right? You got that right. Were, i think we all enjoyed these songs for a while when we were younger but then they got played so much that I, we'd rather they hear just different killed songs, it they right? just yeah, killed exactly. it
3: this is from wheels are turning can't fight there's this feeling I, I have some
2: ario coming up on the bumps too but we can skip that one there you go those are all turning 40 yeah year. isn't is that, that all
3: crazy i'm just curious oh, I mean, how it many of those
1: songs did you know
3: um all of them what she's yeah, had good big good hits parenting. that's great yeah, she's a good parenting yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Oh, the list is much longer. But no, I I, I I had to call well, it. Maybe
2: every once in a while, every couple of months, we we highlight a few more
3: oh, albums turning 40. Yeah, they'll come up. Uh, you know, this is the album release date. And oh, oh, hey, hey, we, right we need then. to get I Tim Summer right on. To you talk know what about I skipped? Yeah, we should. Oh yeah. You know what I skipped on today's was uh, the Rat album that turned 40 this year. But I'll, I'll hit that for was you it later. Was the one with Round and Round? I, I, it wasn't that song, okay. but uh, probably it was on there. I picked something else. Uh, Sue's news brought to you by Mr. Appliance Speedy Expert Service, go to mrappliance.com. I kind of love this. All right. There were only 15 runners in the first Boston Marathon in 1897, and only 10 of them finished. The guy who ran it, who won ran it in two hours and 55 minutes, which is about 50 minutes slower than the guy who ran it last year. But think of all the fancy shoes we've got. Who knows what this guy was running in in 1897, and he still did a sub-three. That's impressive. And I'm what still, the
2: streets were like then. Oh, that's a good yeah, point, I'm too. still stunned. That, do you have it just off the top of your head the first year that women were allowed to run in the Boston Marathon? Oh, America? it, it wasn't was until way, the 70s.
3: Right. And she had to bust her way into it, and they right. tried to kick her out. Yeah. So, Catherine is her name. I can't think of her last name. But that's it for Sue's News. All right, Sue, thank
2: you very much. We'll go out with a little uh, new bump because Abby's going to put this one in. The Pretender's back on the chain again. 40 years old this year. What do we got coming up? I can't remember. Oh, Mike Boss, Congressman Boss, back from the border. Next.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.
2: Fresh off his appearance, helping try to impeach uh, the Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, our Attorney General of Missouri. Andrew Bailey is going to join us after 5 o'clock. TJ Moe, former collegiate player at Mizzou, he played in the NFL for a little bit too, and he played for Bill Belichick. TJ Moe is also very sharp on politics and pop culture, and things that are happening in the world. He's going to join us, plus an audio cut of the day in the next hour. Speaking of fresh off, Mike Boss, congressman from Southern Illinois, fresh off his trip with a bunch of other members to the border with us for the first time this year. Mike, how are you?
0: Great. Happy New Year.
2: Well, Happy New Year to you, and uh, I want to find out a little bit, well, actually I want to find out a lot about your trip down to the border, but let me just start with uh, some of the other things in the news this week. What did you think of the Hunter Biden stunt yesterday?
0: You know... It, it is amazing how he thinks this is all a game here, you know, uh, uh, treating Congress and, and, <laughs> but first off, not showing up then, then playing the game and sitting in the back of the room is just, you know, this ju- just goes to show that, uh, he doesn't take this serious, but it is serious. It's very, very serious. Um, and I think the American people see that.
2: Well, you know, what's interesting is, and I, um, I pointed this out yesterday. The documentary cameras were following him. I think that's what that was about a lot because now he has his moment for this movie that they're making, but I was a little confused. I thought that there was a missed opportunity. You know, you know, the process and the protocol in Congress, I didn't understand why you couldn't at least say, okay, let, let's go here. Let's call their bluff. If you will. And I, you know, I talked to Congressman Smith yesterday. I know there's a proper yeah, procedure and everything, but a
0: procedure, you know, right. The, I, the, the, and, and, um, you know, the, you, 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 have got to know the legal procedure and everything like that. And of course, each committee has different procedures, too. So that's that's really wild because, you know, you set your rules for the committee as the chairman uh, along with your members that then vote to approve the existing rules for operation. And so Ways and Means, because I'm not as on there, um, uh, I, I don't know all the, their rules in detail.
2: Well, let's talk about the border. Uh, you know, we have an impeachment hearing for Mayorkas, which... Uh, that that guy, he's something else. Everything I've yeah. heard from him in the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's basically trying to say that what's happening at our border, what's well, happening all around the world, Congress. That's what he said. Ah, this is just
0: no. you know, it's just a blip no. here. Everybody else has the same issue, right? No, we have we have a real problem. The sixty-four of us that went down there uh, at the beginning of the year uh, went down. Uh, we have you know, and for me border security is a top priority because it had, what they have done is made every state a border state. You know, I went down to uh, uh Eagle Pass last spring the first time because I was dealing with some VA stuff down there. Then went down with this and you know the the, the agents, the people who live there what they see every day, I actually got the opportunity to meet with one family that the train actually makes their stop and checks because they're the, they're, they're the first ranch north of uh, Eagle Pass. They've had multiple bodies. All over the, their, their ranch, the, the uh, people that come across cut holes in their fences cut, and, and do damaged property. They even had on Thanksgiving Day uh, one, of the, uh, one of them, one woman had tried to jump, jump the freight train, I guess, and had lost her foot and drug herself over and climbed in the back of the car or back of the truck uh, to right. get out of the weather of, their, of theirs. They've had people break into their house uh, on a regular basis. It is, it's, now, this is just one family. So just think about what everybody's facing there. Not counting the fact of, of you know, why we were there. Of course, remember the cartel slowed it down for, because they found out we were going to be there. But they still had uh, 12 or 15 uh, adult males doing um, yeah. 18 and 30. The, the uh, what is really wild is, according to them, 70 percent, just under 70 percent, of the people that come across that border are not family units. They're males between one, between 18 and 35.
2: Well, I don't think there's any doubt. You know, Bill Malusian's been doing some great reporting for Fox, and I've, I've asked this aloud on the show a few times here in the last few weeks because I don't really know what CNN does or CBS. Or the rest, but if people in this country are exposed to this, whether you're Democrat or Republican or whatever, you're outraged by it, I think. But sure. you, you know, I, I think that this this you got Brandon Johnson in your state up there in Chicago, the sanctuary city folks like Eric Adams as well. All of a sudden now, this is on Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas. How in the world, Mike? This is where I'm I'm genuinely confused just- because I think a majority of the people in this country, including Democrats in your district, they they don't want this to happen. They think it's no. outrageous. We're being no, this invaded
0: polls out it is a it is a terrible issue uh, and, and they don't care whether you're republican or democrat they, they 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 understand who caused the problem okay that they do but they want it fixed and they want to fix now it is the biggest issue in every bit of polling that's out there because you can see it every day and i'm gonna tell you these sanctuary cities now they're upset because they're coming It's it's like it's like oh i'm willing to help but just don't come
2: well, and, you well, know, that, that, this is where, you know, I, I think this is resonating. you got people, you have African-American people in uh, Chicago, people in California right now, I and mean, they're giving education and essentially votes away to people who aren't here legally. I, that's unsustainable. And I don't know what can be done outside of a change in power in the White House, because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, well, Kamala's all over it, Mike, let's face it. You know, she's yeah, she, she she, behind she, there she, with she, you.
0: Yeah, she's, she, yeah she's, she's, she's a czar, all right. Um, not sure what, but... Um, and. and, and See, this even affects my committee now. Though you you know and remember that that in our own investigation, a whistleblower came to us, and they believe, and we're doing all the investigation into it. Even though the administration is dragging their feet to get it, to get us what we need, but we're doing oversight on this that they are using not VA funds, but they're using the rip the 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 um, the agency that we pay our veterans. Uh, uh, for For private providers the the under the mission act we, they, that is how the providers that provide health care for the illegals are getting paid oh nice
2: yeah so yeah, yeah. At, at the expense of veterans
0: at the, at, at the expense right. of veterans, and they said, well actually. Homeland Security is putting money in, and then they're just using that channel. Well, if you're using the channel, you may be, and that's why we got to do the investigation too. First off, I want to know for a fact because that's what I was told. When we're, my job, I, I don't listen to them when they say it. I want to see it for sure, and I want to know it for sure. And but, but the fact is, is that if you are doing other work besides VA, maybe you're slowing down the work of paying the VA providers.
1: And Absolutely they yeah. are
0: not going to be able to provide for our veterans. Well, so, let me
2: go Let me go back to something on the you, because uh, I meant to follow up on this. You talked about the men that are coming over. You know, I, I saw these reports and I saw lines of people from Africa, men from Africa, no kids, no wives, Chinese nationals. Okay. You know, and I said this on the air before Christmas even. I think if you were to tell people that, you know, hey, there's Chinese nationals and men from Africa coming over our southern border, yeah. they they think that you're crazy, that it's a conspiracy theory, right? But yeah, in think, fact, I, I, it is happening. The report that we
0: heard down there was 190 countries.
2: Yes. So, all right. What in the short term is there really anything that you can do? You got bills sitting on yep. Chuck Schumer's desk. The the White House doesn't want to do if,
0: anything. What what can you do? Dude, we we as the House members have done it. We passed HR two. HR two is the most comprehensive, aggressive thing that we can do. When we talk to the border agents, the head da- agent down there, and the sheriffs that have put together this team to try to keep this slowed down any way they can. They simply said, all you have to do is have the president reinstate the stay-in-Mexico policy, which is actually is actually law, international law. You can only seek asylum when you hit the uh, first free country. Well, Mexico's a free country, so they can't ship them on. And guess what Mexico did under Trump, because he put, threatened to put sanctions on them on their stay-in-Mexico policy. They put... They put security at their southern border. Why? That way they didn't come into the sta- na- their nation right. because they didn't have an out. And so reinstate, that's part of HR2. But they, they could simply do that, and that will slow down 70% of this flow, 70% of the flow. And something else that was said that was really interesting with one of the sheriffs down there. He said, you have to understand that the people who are our friends right across the river – who live in the town adjacent to us in Mexico they are very upset by this too and the reason they're upset by it is because the american people talk about uh, migrants no migrants uh, migrants that that they refer to as the mexicans come across every day they work together side by side with people and then are they go and do their work and guess what they go back they do it legally and and and, and there's never been that problem and now all of a sudden it is so crazy in all these different countries that you know, they don't know what to do with it either.
2: Well, it's a mess, uh, and it's not getting better. It's getting a lot worse, unfortunately. Congressman Mike Boss is here. All right, so you got the new speaker, Mike Johnson, finding himself walking a bit of a tightrope again on this spending stuff. What's going to happen here? Because you got the same people that didn't like what McCarthy was doing, criticizing what he's doing here. They never seem to be happy with anything they get. Now, I'm all for kind of clamping down on spending and doing that, but what's the reality of where we are right now? Well,
0: here's the reality. We are the majority... A very small majority of one-third of government think about that and yet we have been getting we, we got a lot of gains under Kevin McCarthy the same thing that, that, that Mike is now trying to negotiate is what Kevin was trying to negotiate and and we have certain members unfortunately that don't understand that if you want to make it better then let's get busy and show that we are governing in a way that we can. You can't pick the ship up and turn it 180 degrees. But by saying no, you're showing you're not governing, and you can lose the majority. What we have to do is increase our majority, then take the Senate and hopefully take the presidency, then we can move this stuff at a faster pace. But right now we've got to take the wins where we can get the wins. And we have several people that they're more interested in in getting social media likes are doing something radical rather than governing and so whenever people talk to me i explain i'm a governing conservative nobody can question whether i'm conservative or not i've got an opponent that's trying but uh... you know he's got one group that says oh that that i've got a bad rating with them but you know i every conservative group out there pro-life every everyone across the board except for this one uh, I, I have a high rating, if not a 100% rating with. But when it comes to the fact, what do we have to do? We, we can't shut down this United States. We've got to do what we've got to do. You shut down the United States, we've got to still pay our border agents. We're still trying to protect the border. We've got, to, we, we've got a military. We've got to make sure we, we support that. The list goes on and on. And for us to, to say, you know, I mean, we're holding the line. Let me tell you what Mike Johnson is doing, too. We're holding the line. On the Ukraine funding, which is important to, to the administration, and, 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 and you know what? I voted for it twice. Now, I, now I want to make sure that when we pass UK, Ukraine funding this time that, that if we pass any, that it has oversight so we know where it's being spent and we can keep track of it. But that being said, that we have made a hard line in the sand that we will not move forward until uh, H.R. 2 is passed or the president implements through administrative rule the former Trump uh, rules that actually controlled this border crisis, and we're not going. You know, so so that's part of the negotiation. Chuck Schumer's not wanting that to be part of the negotiation. Well, Chuck Schumer's going to do whatever the president says.
2: Do, do you think that there is risk of another motion to vacate? I, it looks to me like some of the folks that were involved in get rid of McCarthy, even Matt Goetz said, look, uh, he doesn't like the deal that Johnson's going for right now, but he says, I'm not sure that if we replace Mike Johnson, we wouldn't end up with someone way, way more liberal. And he also said, I don't think the motion to vacate is the right tool right now. That was not the right tool. Or he says, that was the right tool. McCarthy was dealing off the bottom of the deck, but Johnson is at least being honest. So you're not hearing buzz of yeah, another motion and, and to vacate, and I, I don't
0: I don't believe McCarthy was dealing off the bottom of the deck deck i think it was a case where matt gates needed needed to get of course his social media likes up right. but that's being said um but the the uh, mike johnson is, is going to stay there i've not heard of somebody moving to vacate uh, and what's a shame is this is so sad you know that the motion to vacate has been there for one person can make that motion for over 200 years, and then Nancy Pelosi, when she took the, the speaker the last time, she changed it. Kevin, at the, at the request of the Freedom Caucus, put it back in. But it had, it had only been used one time before, and it was used by a resident of Illinois, the, long, the longest-sitting speaker, Joe Cannon from Danville, Illinois, and he did, he did it to himself to prove he still had power. Okay. But it was always considered the nuclear option. Don't ever use it. But yet, Matt Gates bragged about, bragged about how he was going to take and rip the rudder off of the uh, of of the of this United States and the House of Representatives, and could have got us in a whole lot more trouble. Because right then, if you'll remember, after he ripped it off, is whenever the Israel thing broke out, and we could have been trapped into a situation where we couldn't respond for three weeks. So.
2: Yeah, the but time. No, I didn't I, think I, about the time. I don't, the I don't of that. think
0: they'll move. And to answer
2: your question, I don't think there's anyone want to move right now to vacate. Yeah, as a reminder, though, that's interesting the timeline of that and everything that happened at the same time. You make a great point there. Congressman Boss, awesome to have you on. The new year is off and running here. We'll have you back very soon. Keep us posted on everything.
1: Sure will. Thank you, Mark. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more, reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modella, the mark of fighter. Trick responsibly, Beer imported by Crowley Port Chicago, Illinois.
2: On this show tomorrow, we have a Reardon Roundtable with Jane Duker, former St. Louis County Police Chief, and he was a county councilman, Tim Fitch, John Gaskin, who was the head of the NAACP in St. Louis County, all here in the studio tomorrow. we got Paul Hall on entertainment, Kusumato with sports. Susan L. Ward's going to drop by for a visit. Love her. Our resident space expert, Mac Bradley, will be here Ooh. talking about the, uh, you know, that whole thing to the moon did not go very well. No, the other day, right? it did not. But we'll talk about that. And just Mac's great at just sort of updating us where we are with all these missions and things that are going on in space, so we love to chat with him every once in a while. That's coming up. I have this amazing story, Sue, from Johns Hopkins and this memo that went out from the chief diversity officer to all employees. And I don't have time to do it right now, so I'm going to wait until next hour. That's going to force people to listen next oh, time. Oh, yeah. Bosses like that yeah, when yeah. I tease ahead. They do. We have Andrew Bailey, the attorney general, coming up. But let me close with this little gem of a piece of audio. Now, mind you, it's his wife, uh, Jill Biden. By- I'm sorry. Doctor Jill Biden. Doctor right? Jill Biden. So, yes. if your your spouse is likely going to be the person who says nice things about you, right? I mean, she. Hopefully, your spouse would not throw you under the bus, right? But this is this is a little different because we're talking about age, and this is what she says to Mika Brzezinski on um, MSNBC. Her husband
1: is eighty one. At the end of a second term, he'd be eighty six. As his life partner of forty six years, is there a part of you that is worried about his age and health can he do it he can do it and i see joe every day i see him out you
2: know traveling around this country i see his vigor i see his energy uh, what we, who is she saying yeah i was gonna say is she dating someone on the side is there another guy
3: i see his passion every single day mm. so to
1: those who say i can't vote for joe biden he's too old what do you say i say his age is an asset He's wise. Yes, uh, he's wise. He has wisdom. He has
2: experience. He knows every leader on the world stage. He's lived history. He knows history. Mm -hmm. He's thoughtful in his decisions. He is the right man or the right person Uh for the job at this moment in history. You know, she had to catch herself there. She said the right man. That was terrible. She um, cancer yeah. Dr. Jill. And I would agree that he knows all these people on the world stage. The problem is when he's on the world stage, he's kind of fumbling around and slobbering on himself. So that's the issue, Jill. I'm sorry. That's the issue, Dr. Dr. Jill.
0: Get more at 971Talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.